how many pro you've seen a bunch of promos for apple plus everywhere dude it's all over it's all it's over. gonna get hot it's gonna get really hot what's that show c is that what it's called with jason mimosa oh, oh yeah i, I think that actually wait. looks good it looks kind of good he's got two babies he's walking around in the <laughs> desert it's kind of it's gonna be interesting like everybody in that show trying to be blind oh everybody's blind everybody is blind oh that's gonna be dope it's, it's like it's like that movie what? oh the with oh with bird yeah box. <laughs> yeah the bird box like, of television. The sea. It's like they live in a jungle or something. It's weird. Are you sure? It was like a, they were on like a desert plane, though. They weren't. Yeah, no. he was in like a... There was a jungle <coughs> scene, too. I know that. He was in like a head wrap and a shawl. Not something you would necessarily wear in the jungle, but... <laughs> I don't know. Jason Momoa, man. I would, think, I would think it would be in the ocean, <laughs> but that's just me. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, a show where Sean and I get together every week to talk about an original streaming service pilot on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, uh, and never, ever again YouTube TV. <laughs> Is that trash? But this week, we have a first for the podcast. It's the first time that Sean and I, together... Have a guest. Because I'm always never around. <laughs> he, he's always around Somehow. for me, but sometimes he's <laughs> never around for the guests. But, guest, if you would, please introduce yourself. Sure. Hello, my name is Kristen. She's back. Yes, I was on the previous episode, Insatiable, uh, my sisters. With what's her um, face? Debbie. Debbie. Fatty Patty. <laughs> Fatty Patty. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here again. Yes, what's... What's the, the purpose you serve that you introduced the yeah. first time you were on the, the pod? Yeah, so I like to read. Yes. And so I asked John if I could come on the pod when they watch a show that's based off a book mm -hmm. and connect it to the book and see how it's different and similar to the book story. Right. And today we watched the Hulu original show Catch-22 based on the book by Joseph Heller that was written some time ago. A long time ago. It's got the blue <laughs> yeah. background, the red guy. Yeah. You've probably seen it. I thought it was a tiny book. Kristen had the it's book big. in her hand and it was a thick boy. <laughs> How old? Book. Like really old? I think it was written in like the 20s or 30s. No. 40s. World War II happens <laughs> oh in the God. 40s. So okay, fine, the 50s. I, I want to say, welcome to your 60s. Uh, I'm going to check that. But uh, I'm terrible with my history, so <laughs> I don't know. Beats me. Sorry. Impressions from the book? Anybody want to share? Before we before we get oh, sorry, the show. Sean <laughs> didn't on, read John. the book. <laughs> Sean did not read the book. 1961, by the way. Okay, fine. That was when he wrote it. Welcome it's to the sixties. Oh 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 oh. Go, Joseph. Go go go. Uh this was a book about war. A book. This was a show about war. John. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't a book. This isn't a book club. This is a podcast about television. We just happen to be about a book. Kristen read the book. Mm -hmm. It was a tough read. Yes, it was a tough read. I read slash had what? No idea. <laughs> slash listen. I had no idea what it was about. I never had to read this in school or anything, so I just read it like last week. Um it was so long, and a lot of it was confusing, and 
not a main plot line to follow. Mm. So I read the beginning, then I started listening to the audiobook, and then I just read the spark notes, <sighs> and then I read the last two chapters. She to made it full through. circle. <laughs> she made it through. We yeah. got there one way or another. Yeah, I did yes. it. I read it. Sean and I watched the show today. Well, the first episode. Neither of us have ever read the book, as we shared before. And, uh, yeah, we we uh, we learned a lot about, a, we learned a little about well, a lot of people yeah, in this first episode. A little too, too much people, too many people, English. A little too much people. How, I, I just thought of something. Yeah. How are we going to do, like, are we each going to do two minutes? We're going to do a minute. That's a minute of pop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I honestly, like, you're going to need to fill in a lot of stuff. Kristen's going to go, or no, Sean's going to yeah, go first. You're going to go first. Yeah. And then Kristen, <laughs> then myself. We got to start off with this guy, though. Yes. Okay, first at Pilot's Guide, our newest tradition, and probably my favorite part of the show, <laughs> we got our mascot in here to ring that bell. Ring that bell, Kowalski. <laughs> It's the Kowalski Analysis Report, the part where we talk about the main characters and their relationships to one another. Now, with this show, it's going to be very difficult to do. And I'm pretty sure I'm just going to start naming (laughs) names. This is what I'll do. I'll go on the IMDb. I'll go on the IMDb, and I will name a character that's pretty important in this first episode. And one of you... Both of you can just sort of discuss about, like, the role that that person plays... In a, you know, a succinct couple sentences. Got it. Uh, so, our main boy, Yosarian, also known as Yo-Yo. I did not know that was his actual name. They say, well, we, we had subs on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you could see Yosarian pretty often. All right. Because nobody really, well, they call him Yo-Yo They never times. called him that in the book. That's, a, that's an interesting never thing. Never called him what? Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. At least that I... Yeah. Noticed. <laughs> well, I would think in 14 chapters they would probably have called yeah, him Yo-Yo Yeah, no, once. they didn't. Now, do you... Why do you think that is? Why do you think they didn't because say that? Because it's just too confusing much, and it's easier to have a shortened thing, yeah. Mm. Plus they were all like... Like 20-year-old guys and they're not gonna... They're just gonna come up with nicknames. Mm. A lot of young boys, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's war for you. That's... I'm... I'm I promise I'm finding the cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, where is this? Okay, so Yarsarians, our main boy. But, by the way, they're they're in the Air Force. Pretty pretty important thing, because they do... The show re- very, you know, very frequently involves uh, bombing raids, because they're a, a bombing squadron. And they're just stationed in Germany, or outside of... Not in Germany. They're in Italy. Italy, okay. And... From Italy, they take their planes and they drop the bombs on the people. Uh, then we have Scheisskopf, who's a general played by the Silver Fox himself, who Sean doesn't believe. <laughs> I did not realize it. George Clooney. Yes. I, I'm like actually shocked that he was in this show. Because there was like nobody else. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was. We'll get there. Oh, true, true. There was another really important boy to Kristen and I. There was. My fave. Yes. Uh, and then we have Colonel Cathcart. Wait. Who, he sort of came in at the end. Were we supposed to say who the people... Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about George Clooney. Talk about George Clooney. What did George Clooney's guy do? Well, was he the guy that did the marching? Yes. He, 
I could have swore he did not look like George Clooney. Alright. Well, he was George Clooney. (laughs) Whether you believe it or not, he was George Clooney. Good makeup. And what was his job? His job was to instruct the boys. He instructed all the (laughs) marchers, like... Militants. Yeah, militants. Is that a bad word to use? I don't know if that's the right word to use, but they're in the military. You taught them how to march, pretty much. Yeah. No, that's pretty much it. Had to mark time. All that I remember, at least. Three and a half inch arm swing. Seven inch something. Seven inch high mark, I think. No, I think it was seven inch arm swing. No, three in and a half In both directions. So oh, three and oh, a half so in one direction. Yeah, seven inch line between both. Yeah. Math. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I were both in marching band. <laughs> right. That was a thing. Yeah. But we didn't ever, we were never told three and a half inch arm swing. No. I don't think it was well, that we didn't intense. swing our arms if you're holding. Correct. <laughs> we had to, to stand at trail. Hmm. If you ever heard of that. That's okay. a marching band reference. Uh, and then there was Colonel Cathcart. Let's just skip him. He's kind of. I don't know who he, he is. Cares. I can't Wait, let me see what he, what he looks. Like. He he was the the guy at the end. He just takes over uh, for some guy, oh, yeah, and he's yeah, in yeah. charge. The role that he plays is that they have twenty five missions that they're going to do to get uh, discharge. And then this guy yeah. comes out of nowhere and he goes, "Uh, yeah, you're gonna have thirty <laughs> missions now." And then he says, "Hip hip hooray!" And everyone's like. Uh, <laughs> and then Yo-Yo freaks out and goes to the doctor again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the doctor. Uh, Doc Danico, my uh, fave character. Yeah, pretty good boy. I love the he's doctor. Funny boy. How can you not like him? Yeah, he's he's funny. Uh, I think just some backstory from the book mm-hmm. that I yeah. think he's he's funny because he like so clearly does not want to be there. He yeah. he said in the show when they were introducing him the first time he was like, "I gave myself a medical exam and I said that <laughs> I'm not fit to be in the military, but they didn't believe me, so they brought him in." And like much. he's obviously fit to be there, like nothing's wrong with him, <laughs> right. but he just didn't want to go. Right. So he's like, like yo-yo he's like trying to get out of there. Yeah, true. I mean, wouldn't you? Exactly. Exactly. Then we have major. DeCoverlay, played by Hugh Laurie, a.k.a. Oh, they never said that was his name. They did. They did, believe it oh, or not. I did not because know Because the next character was. I'll talk about later, Milo, says his name when he's delivering oh, the pork chops. But, okay. yes. I love Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he is a he's a good boy. Yes, Doctor House. You know Doctor House. You ever watch House? Sean? No, I I, th- I know I know of him. You're not a big medical I, drama guy. <laughs> No, I no. can't say I am. <laughs> You're more of a Blue Buds, Blue Buds boy. Blue Bloods. I just watched Chicago Med today and all those shows. Chicago Med. That's a. That's a. <laughs> is it? I, I is assume that it's a doctor show, right? Med. Yeah, but Med. Yeah. Or is it like an ambulance show? <laughs> a what? An ambulance show. How can you have a show where you're just like in an ambulance? Uh, I think that's the nine one one show. No, I watched that too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just haven't watched House. Just haven't watched House. No. Or Grey's. I've seen an episode of Grey's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, yes. He, his role, the major, he's just sort of I have no idea there. what his job is. But in the book, it's his name is his. It's Major. Yeah. And then in the book, it's written as a dash. And then his last name is D. Coverly. And you never know what his first name is. 
Oh. He like never says what his first name wow. is. So the guy that took over and said that there was thirty missions. Yes. Cathcart. Did he take over for the guy that ate those lamb chops? No. No, that, that was that him. was House. That was that was Decoverly. What was his like? He, he took over for Jerry Newcomb <laughs> or something like that. A guy that I don't think is even in the show. No, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so the listeners are probably like so confused right now. We still haven't even got Kowalski is still going on his report right yeah, now. Yeah, Kowalski. We just, still have to do our minutes. He's so. his hologram list of all the names that he's projecting <laughs> out of his blue goo. It's just crazy. Next boy, or we're gonna do with just a couple more. Milo, Minder Binder. What's his deal? He's I don't a remember job. anybody's <laughs> name. He's a pork yeah. chop bringer. He wants to be in charge of the food for yes. the unit. He's an ambitious cook who wants yes. to be in charge of the food. The mess no. officer. Where the hell did you get that from? It's in the show! I did not I mean, see that. I mean, that's in the book. <laughs> I don't know. I did I'll not. fill in the blanks. That was. I did not book. put those dots <laughs> together at all. Uh, rapid Fire, uh, Marion Scheisskopf, the oh. wife of George Clooney's Scheisskopf The character. one that Yo-Yo's sleeping Yo-Yo, with. Yo-Yo's sleeping with her. Uh, or he's one of the soldier boys. Soldier boy, you know. <laughs> uh, Clevenger. Sean, you can talk talk about Clevenger as he that's the table. Yo-Yo's, that's Yo-Yo's best friend yes. that loves to get in trouble and carry buckets in circles. Well, how, how does he get in trouble? How does he get in trouble? <laughs> because he, the corporate or the general or someone, the corp, corporal. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what his title is. It just says shice cop. He like. Clevenger, he like, I don't know how to put this into words. He like, he raised his hand when he's not supposed to. He talks when he's not supposed to. And then he just gets himself in trouble. And as a punishment, he, well, the guy in charge, I'm not saying any ranks now because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. uh, Tells him to go walk in circles with a heavy bucket. I'm sure we'll we'll cover that in our our summary. (laughs) Uh, Last couple. Uh, major, major, major. Who the becomes best. a major. Whoa! And then his name is Major, 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 Major. What's oh my it, what's god. His deal? That's what's his deal? Well, actually, he was really different than the book, at least from like the 30 seconds that we saw. Because in the book, he like hated his name. And really? like hated his identity. Right. And was like embarrassed about it. I kind of see that in the show, right? But in the show, he was like, oh yeah, it's, that's my name. Isn't that funny? And everyone's like laughing with him. But then he was like, "You can call me Keith or something like that." Oh, oh no, what, he, C- Caleb. Caleb. Where that was that no, was no, no, no. That his was the name dad, of his. Yeah. His that's what made that up to tell his mom. Said that's what. Yeah, that's what his mom wanted his name to be. Yeah, <laughs> but his dad had to sign the papers right. because she <laughs> lost a lot of blood yeah. during the pregnancy, and wasn't fit to sign it. So he was like. Screw the rules. I'm going to name my son Major Major, yeah, last name Major. <laughs> and there right. he was. Major 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 was born. Yeah. But everyone calls me Caleb. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to name any other boys. It's just a bunch of military boys who go by like their last name or like a joke yeah. name. Yeah. There's too many to count. And in the first episode, we didn't even see all the... Well, we saw all the people that they introduced in like the intro... Yeah. But they don't they all didn't have a big part so in the next episode, so they'll probably introduce more. Probably. 
I'm sure boy. they have to. Yes. That'll do it. All right, get out of here. Our little boy. Bye, bud. <laughs> bye, bud. You can do it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bud. Thanks, buddy. Okay, now that we know the cast, now that we've Somewhat. done our best to name as many people as we could, we'll move on to the first important part of our show, the part where we summarize. And we've decided that there's three of us at the round table today. We will each have a minute on the clock to get through this pretty tame summary. Sean is concerned that he's going to leave some gaps, but... So, for my minute, I'm just going to try and summarize Yo-Yo as much as I can. That's just Whatever. what I'm going to go for. <clears throat> okay. All right, hold on, let me... I got a minute on the clock. <clears throat> you good? Fortunately, I'm a little... <laughs> nursing a uh, the post-cold... So my throat's a little little beat up. I thought I was going to talk less, but here I am, doing what I always do, talking too much. Sean, timer set. Okay, Sean, are you ready to go? All right, I'm just reading my notes. He's got the notes. <laughs> I got he's the prepped. Note. This go. is not the fifth time that he's tried to do it. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. We start off with a lot of characters, a lot of talking just on marching in the beginning, which for some reason is really important to them. Clevenger has balls of steel talking back to the guy in charge. Uh they got in trouble, they had to walk in circles with heavy buckets. They're all I realized like a quarter of the way through that this is the Air Force. Uh kinda stupid how much they make a big deal out of the parades. Alright, I'm skipping forward a little. Uh event there's twenty five missions, they have nine left uh yo-yo doesn't like the missions he wants to go home when there's nine left and then the new guy in charge says that there's 30 now and then goes and says his liver hurts when his liver does not hurt uh for some reason there was a scene on lamb chops i still couldn't put that together uh everyone depends on yo-yo and that's all i got that's all he's got okay Okay. you got you got a lot there you got a lot there I tried. It's pretty good. It's tough when it's a minute. The, the yeah. pressure's extra. Fill in those big gaps. It's Kristen's turn. Okay, well, I lost my notes. She lost her notes, <laughs> but try. she read the book, guys. Yeah, but this is the show part. This is true. Okay. Let's give it a go. You won't be able to hear the crickets, will you? If you hear crickets, <laughs> Sean open the window. No, you can leave it open. <laughs> Getting getting pretty toasty talking about Catch-22. Okay. Three, two, one, begin. Okay, so I think an important thing of Yo-Yo, some of his backstory, is that he wanted to join the Air Force because he knew that they had to go through the most training. Um, and he was hoping that by the time his training was done, the war would be over and he wouldn't have to actually fight at all. Um, sadly that did not happen. So now he's having to fly all these missions. Um, there's a bunch of scenes, I want to say like three or four scenes where it shows all the planes, uh, flying and all this debris all around them. Mm -hmm. And it's very dramatic. Um, there's a lot of scenes where people are naked. There's one (laughs) scene where they're all, all the guys are taking a shower and Yo-Yo, all the other guys are like joking around and having fun. And you can see Yo-Yo is like, upset he really doesn't want to be there um and i think that drives the whole plot that he's just he wants to get out of it correct audi 5000 audi 5000 
Alright, here we go. I'll try to fill in the voids. Unfortunately for Yo-Yo, he's about to drop major bombs all over Germany. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do about it. It is his job. He's a bomber in the Air Force. Kind of a shame. Uh, several times he tries to feign sickness, as Sean referenced. Uh, at one point he tries to feign insanity, and that's where the doctor tells us uh, the title of the show or the book, the, what a Catch-22 is. The Catch-22 in this scenario, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the idea, is that Yo-Yo uh, wants to claim that he's crazy. And to claim that he's crazy would mean that, sorry, I'm going to backtrack. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to if, yeah, if Yo-Yo didn't want to fly a plane, then the logical side of his brain would prove that he's not crazy because he would be concerned about his human life. And flying the plane is crazy, but he has to do it because he can't get out of it. And I didn't add anything. Okay. Help me fit. Help me. I took me. a picture of the book. Yeah, okay. Kristen's, Kristen's got the, the deeds. But ultimately, uh, I, because I didn't really add anything, Yo-Yo wants to try to get out of it, but he can't. And that's really the, the point of the story. He's stuck in this loop of having to bomb people, even though he doesn't want to. And even if the war ended in Germany, like they're hoping, uh, he would just go to Japan because they're, they're fighting a war on two fronts. World War II, everybody. Kristen, what Okay, does so the do you want say? me to explain the Catch-22? Please, please. The famous Catch-22. Okay, so Yo-Yo is talking to Doc um, about trying to get grounded, which is just not flying any more planes. Um, so he says, he's talking to Doc, and Yo-Yo says, you mean there's a catch? And Doc says, sure, there's a catch, Catch-22. Anyone who wants to get out of combat duty isn't really crazy. Okay. So then there's description. Right. There was only one catch, and that was catch-22, which specified that a concern for one's own safety in the face of dangers that were real and immediate was the process of a rational mind. Hmm. And they're talking about Orr. So Orr was crazy and could be grounded. All he had to do was ask, and as soon as he did, he would no longer be crazy and would have to fly more missions. Or would it be crazy to fly more missions and saying if he didn't... But if he was sane, he had to fly them. If he flew them, he was crazy and didn't have to. But if, <laughs> but if he didn't want to, he was sane and he had to. There's no way to win, pretty much. Correct. It is a it's a paradox. It's a paradox. That's what yeah. that's what it is. What are some other famous paradoxes? I'm trying to think. Like, well, there was like <clears throat> one in every chapter of this book. Like they had. Oh, what? There wasn't just this. This was like the overall catch-22 but there was kind of like a smaller catch-22 for every character in the book oh which really? is interesting yeah that's kind of cool i mean were there any there weren't any that showed up in the show i mean no so not yo's yo's personal catch-22 was this whole wanting yeah, to be grounded yeah. but not being allowed because that can lead to a prediction right. of like maybe each episode had its own maybe. probably probably yes. um yeah, it's just like, it's kind of weird. I, I asked Kristen while we were watching the show, is that like a thing in the military? Like there, there's this thing, a written down rule of thumb that like, well, you can't do that. Well, I have something to say, but this is at the end of the book. So I don't know if I should say it now or wait. We could cut it out. No, we're not going to cut it out. No, I mean like if it's something we like don't want to spoil. I don't know. I don't know. Look, 
Look, it, the book's from 1961. Kristen's going to spoil it. Spoil it away. Okay, well, this is just going to blow your minds of the Catch-22. So the whole book, this guy is trying to get out of flying. And they keep raising the missions up and up and up. Yes. At the end, there's like 90. They have to fly. They just keep raising it. <laughs> Yo-yo's boned. <laughs> okay, so at the end, he's he goes... Sometimes they go to Rome to like have a day of fun or whatever. These so, boys just hang out all the time. <laughs> right, they do. they're barely even flying. <laughs> they're like swimming and just chilling, right. drinking beers. Like, <laughs> damn. Okay, so he's talking to this old woman. And... Let me see where I should start. Because this is from the book, too. I thought you said you lost your notes. Well, yeah. These, these I took pictures, pictures of. Oh, oh. My notes on the show I lost. Um, okay, so this woman is talking about how there's a Catch-22. Some other different Catch-22 than what we just talked about. Right. But the same idea. And it says, Yosarian strode out of the apartment, cursing Catch-22 vehemently as he descended <laughs> the stairs, even though he knew there was no such thing. Catch-22 did not exist. He was positive of that, but it made no difference. What did matter was that everyone thought it existed, and that was much worse. For there was no object or text to ridicule or refute, to recuse, criticize, attack, amend, hate, revile, spit at, rip to shreds, trample on, or burn up. Wow. So you could say that Catch-22 was the friends we made along the way. Catch-22 was inside <laughs> us the whole time. It's not real! That's crazy! Yeah, like and at it, the end, he, like, leaves. Like, at the end, he doesn't have to fly anymore. He finds a way out. What? What's the way? What does he do? He, like, does he break his arm? This is the no. book, not the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, the, this is the book. He makes a deal with two of the colonels, and the colonels will let him go back home if they, like, if he talks positively of them, and if he, like, says they're good people. <laughs> Okay. How would they even know if, like, he is, it's like... If he's what? If he is talking good about them. Like, he's not around them. And it's 19, what? He don't got a <laughs> cell phone to say. Exactly. They can't, he can't text them and say, you're, ex- a good, you're a good guy. They open the newspaper one day, ex-Air Force member talking trash on girls. Ex-Airport. Yeah, then they probably, like, shoot him or something. Ooh. There's a treason. lot of, like, violence in this book. <laughs> Well, that's war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but I war. liked that at the end. Because it was like, that's cool. all these catches aren't actually Maybe there was 22. Real. Maybe oh, were there, there 22 catches? Maybe. I didn't count them. <laughs> I feel like there were 22 there characters in this first episode that had some level of importance. Right. But so the end was like, all these catches that people are like, it's like debilitating them. They're not real. Like, you can find ways to get out. You're just choosing to not think about it or not fight back. That's crazy. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I like that because, I mean, I felt I felt like that was the case, but I like that in the book it addresses yes. that it's not a real thing. Right. That's very cool. So, and we've talked... ruined the whole thing. We've talked... <laughs> no, no. You didn't okay. ruin the whole thing. And And we won't necessarily do this every time, but, like... If you haven't read Catch-22 now, you're probably not. Like, if it's in your list, sorry. Then you're probably not going to want to listen to this podcast anyway. (laughs) I don't know. But let's talk a little bit more about the show, certain scenes from the show. I want to address that, like, people died straight up in this episode. One fell on Yo-Yo's mirror. Like, Mm. uh, what the hell is it called? 
His his, his like, plain window. Plain window. Uh, Talk about that. What? This is like the third, <laughs> the second mission. Windshield. The second mission. Plain there windshield. You go. I could not think of that word. I don't know why. Like, uh, they were in the middle of a flight and all of a sudden, dead bloody body just falls on Yo-Yo's windshield and he starts screaming bloody murder. Yeah, poor Yo-Yo. His job is to, like, look through the periscope, basically, and aim the the bombs when they're going to drop them and pull the lever to drop them. So unfortunately for him, he's like the, the guy that has to take all the mental blame for killing people. Uh, and it weighs pretty heavy on him. So during the second mission, he's looking at his windshield, as Sean said, and he just sees a guy in another plane. And then the next second, the plane is blowed up blowed big up. time. <laughs> it's crash landing <laughs> and a body, yeah, a body just <laughs> flies out and hits the uh hits his windshield and uh yo-yo can't really get the sight of the guy out of his head yeah dunbar or something i don't know and he has to scratch the blood off his windshield yeah at the very the very last yeah, scene really. they're flying on another mission and yo-yo i thought he was about to throw up he just sticks his arm out the window and he's like <laughs> scraping the little spot of blood off mm-hmm. while this little nice 1930s Humdinger of a song is playing in the background. I love the music in this Dude, show. I love the music. I'm going to get into that in likes <laughs> and dislikes after we talk um, some more scenes, but were there any more scenes that that you two would like to reflect on that you thought were pretty interesting or um, you want to bring up? I'm going to talk about it in my likes and dislikes, too. Okay. Chris, do you yeah, have any, any scenes? Okay. Let's just do that, then. Let's move on to likes and dislikes. Sean. Oh, all right. I guess I'll go first. So, one like one thing that I really liked that this show did was the balance between like sadness and happiness. Mm-hmm. Like there's job. scenes where like everybody's happy, and like the scene where the guy came in with the chocolate bars and was just handing them out, and then there was a scene in the shower where like everybody but Yo Yo was happy, and the scene where they were in the lake just drinking beers and messing around. And then there was, then there was the scene that like was so sad with Mud was, that was his name, right? Oh yeah. I didn't even talk about Mud. I I was going to address him in the, in the, you want to address him when somebody died, but you you can talk about him. Mud, he was just like a new member of the Air Force, I guess Mm -hmm. he was a, yep. Casual boy. He just walked in and not having a clue what to do. He had to go to the admissions tent and Yo-Yo gave him directions to the tent next to admissions and the tent that he went to was like getting ready to go on a mission, and oh what? Yeah, he went in the wrong tent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh that's like why he's yelled. yelling out the window. Oh my god, that makes it so much worse. And the, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the one general or whatever told Mud like was ignoring Mud and just told him to go over with the shooting squad or whatever, like yeah. in the plane. And Mud, Mud was a, he was a side gunner. And yeah, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Roommate. Yeah, well, his new roommate. Yeah, that they, they that they weren't even thrilled about. Like, <laughs> yeah, Yo Yo didn't even care about him. Yeah, but then later on, we real we hear that Mud's plane got shot down and everybody died. Like and two then, minutes after he's introduced to us. Yeah, yeah. and then he didn't even unpack <coughs> his stuff. Yeah, they just like put the screen on his stuff, not even unpacked yet, and it was just so sad. It's freaking war, dude. <laughs> war sucks. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I just like the balance between happiness and sadness and reality and all That's that. That's a pretty good point. I never really like. I didn't really like, reflect on it as much as as you did putting it into 
to a concept. And then Annie dislikes. Uh, well, another thing I liked was, oh, yeah. uh, I thought the actor was really good, and I loved the doctor. I don't know his name, but the doctor, I thought he was mm-hmm. like perfect. He's a funny boy. Um, I honestly didn't really have many dislikes. I didn't. I can't really think of any right now. Sure, maybe Kristen can can do it. Who's the next? Well, it's hard. I think most of the things that I was thinking about while I was watching it was how it was different from the book. Yeah, like you were trying to... So, something that I liked about watching it in general was that it helped me get a face for all the characters. Even though it was still so many characters and a lot to remember, it was way easier to remember their faces than to just remember a description of them that I read for 30 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. So that was better to and see they, them. And they did that like right off the bat. They they show all the right. all the people and they put their name in text. Yeah, just that from, was cool. Just from like this one episode, did you like actually connect it to the book like right away when you saw everything happening, or do you have to like think? Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, everything that happened was in the book. But was there much. anything glaring that wasn't in the book? You said you said you weren't sure about Marion. Yeah. Well, there's a different girl that Yo-Yo is with in the book. Oh. I don't think it's anyone's wife. Okay. I forget what her name is, though. Mm. That's in different Catch-22. Uh, oh. like she wants, He wants to marry her, but she's a virgin or something. Jane, though? Whatever. Is it Jane? Jane no. the Virgin? I don't know. That's a different Catch-22. That's a different show. <laughs> um... <laughs> We'll get to that one later. <laughs> we'll get to that one later. I did like seeing House. That was a good... Yes. He was funny. I mean, yeah. he throws horseshoes at one point. Yeah. And he eats lamb chops. Yeah. <laughs> right. he, he does stuff that House does. <laughs> exactly. True. Yeah, I don't know. Any jarring dislikes? No. I felt very neutral about it. Ooh, yeah. You're, you seem that way. Yeah. I we, I we finished watching the show and I was like, that's pretty good. And she was like, you think? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I wasn't getting it. it Yeah, was it like the same as the book? Did you feel the same way as you did with the show as you did with the book? Yeah, I might have just come in with that. Maybe, maybe it's like one of those change my mind things. (laughs) Oh yeah, the guy sitting at the table, (laughs) pop tart is around the only. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. (laughs) So So you can go. Sure. I have nothing. Sure. Things that I liked, and Sean already mentioned it, music was tops, baby. Yeah, music I forgot was about tops. that. Sing, sing, sing. I played that song in, <laughs> in a community band like three months ago. The song slaps. And it's like they're doing it while they're doing it, one of the air raids, and it's like, nice, nice. <laughs> this seems appropriate. They fly in. They land the plane. It's straighten up and fly right. A song that I played in jazz band in high school <laughs> for like three years. Every time I hear that song, it takes me. You have war flashbacks. Back. I have war flashbacks, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. Good war flashback. <laughs> uh, is is jazz war? Is jazz war? Is that your shower thought? No, I think that's the title of the episode. Though. <laughs> uh, yeah, music it was really fun. It was it was bright, and I think that that played into uh, what Sean brought up about the contrast between 
sadness and happiness. Like the music very much played to happiness in the scenes, even though it often was such a bright song in like a very dire situation mm -hmm. as they're dropping these bombs and getting shot at. And it's just like, whoa. But the juxtaposition of the two was very powerful. Very, 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 very um, emotionally provocative, I would say. One that I like real well, the like the filter that they use, like the yellow filter, like it, it like yes, it <laughs> like lighting. signifies yeah. like you can tell it's like oh, from a while ago. Oh, I, yeah. did, I thought that was used like to a good extent. Like it wasn't like. Uh -huh. It didn't seem inappropriate. It seemed appropriate yes. to use that. Yeah, I don't know because if it wasn't that and it was just like all bright colors, it would just look stupid. Mm. Right. Another thing I really liked, and actually, it's sort of a, I dislike the fact that they didn't do it as much as I wanted to. But early on in the beginning, there's like two or three cutaways where someone's like mid sentence or mid thought or mid yell. And it just cuts to another scene completely. And I love that when that happens because it's like – I was talking to Sean and Kristen at the beginning of the show about that Twitter uh, that Twitter profile where it's perfectly, perfectly cut screams. screams. Mm. And Yo Sarian, there's like – the show starts in what I'm assuming is the future at the very beginning and he's walking around naked. And he like looks at everybody just hustle bustle running around and he just sort of screams like – and then it gets cut <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. It's like nice. And like a nice crisp cut. How did he end up completely naked and everybody around him is dressed? Lord only knows. Was somebody there probably, a, was there somebody that in probably, the book? I mean, there was a lot of like sexual and nudity of, in the yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this book was rated TV mature. <laughs> mature audience. It is mature. But like, who knows? Maybe someone stole his clothes. I might, I might actually Maybe. hypothesize about that. Maybe. I got an idea. Uh, dislikes. Was he bloody? Yes, I think so. Uh, dislikes. I'm like really struggling here. I know there, there was probably something that I didn't like. Um, like I guess there was like a, there wasn't a ton of like, as much around the camp stuff that I, I kind of wish there was a little more of that. Like there was a good amount of flying, and I mm -hmm. sort of felt that. It was, and just, then there was like always in a different place. Yes, not a lot of static locations. Mm. Um, and I could have used a little more explanation, but like some of the characters, they just introduced, and I don't think they introduced them enough to the point that like they'll feel valuable unless they get a considerable portion of another episode. And there's only six. This is a miniseries, much You're like not uh, get it. right. <laughs> but that's war. That's right. War. I guess. This is sort. This is like uh, another miniseries we watched, uh, ship shipwrecked. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, what was what? that? What was that? What was that one called? A safe harbor. Oh, like, that piece of garbage. Cut show. the rope. Uh, <laughs> that was a miniseries too. This is. I mean, it's based on a book, and but unlike Handmaid's Tale, they're not making it into other stuff. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I just felt like. Am I supposed to connect to these characters? Probably not. I don't think because you are. that's war. <laughs> yeah war they don't want you to connect this isn't Band of Brothers <laughs> this isn't HBO's Band of Brothers 2001 HBO's Never Band of Brothers it. I don't know what it is I watched an episode <laughs> yeah. in high school this isn't Saving Private Ryan 
Matt Damon's not here. I should have seen that, but I haven't seen that. <laughs> Tom Hanks ain't here. George Clooney's here, though. Silver Fox. Somehow. Joey Tribbiani, Silver Fox. <laughs> From Friends. I, I. That's it. I I don't have any more likes and dislikes. Anybody, anybody, anything popping at somebody's I head have, while I, I said it? Dislike. Hit me with a dislike before we move uh, on. I said this, like, before we started, like... It didn't feel like an hour, or like not even an hour, however long it was, 47 yeah. minutes or something like that. It it felt so much longer. It dragged on <laughs> so much for me. Like, it wasn't It wasn't even that I didn't like the show. I don't know why. It just it felt like a movie. It That's that's the only way I can describe it. It felt like a movie, like, just so long. I don't, I don't know why. I was know this why. Dunkirk? <laughs> was Harry Styles there? Harry <laughs> I thought of something else while you were talking. Sure. Something that I did like. Something that I liked from the book that I saw a little bit of in the episode. Yeah. One of, I guess one of the major, like, themes of the book was how, like, inefficient this whole system is. Yes. Like, none of these people know what they're talking about. Or what they're doing. Exactly. Like, no one has any clue what's going on. But you would expect, like, this is a war. Like, don't you have a system is it still that, like that today? True, is I don't the real know. question. <laughs> That's so there, war. <laughs> there were some scenes when they were in the dome, and I don't know who the colonel was. There's like five colonels, which doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Popcorn colonels. <laughs> um, and he is yelling at Clevenger and Yo-Yo for for fainting because yeah, yeah, he yeah, faints yeah. Oh, in yeah. the parade, and he's like, "Why did you faint?" whatever and he's like how do you plead right and he's like, not guilty he's like why <laughs> right and like they're having a conversation but it's just so inefficient like no one they're not listening to what each other is saying they're repeating themselves over and over and over True. like no one gets anything done in this conversation and that happens throughout the whole book it's like people have conversations that mean absolutely nothing it's like why am i even reading this conversation that nothing Comes out of it. Like, yeah. So that was a big theme in the book. That's like, these systems are not good. It's interesting that you're saying that because, like, I watched uh, American Sniper, like, two oh, yeah. weeks ago. Bradley Coop. And in that show, or in that movie, they talked about how the, was it the Marines or the Air Force, like, weren't properly trained? Probably the mm. Marines. No, I mean, the Marines are, I don't I, know. I don't know, but, like, to be. <laughs> it was. Like you would think they would be, yeah. yeah. Considering the amount right. of money that goes into what military, <laughs> sort of something's political. I don't know. It's just it's a weird. Dead. Right, like you think it's supposed to be good. And yeah. It might not be. The, the seals are the only ones that can save us. Yeah, the, the, the harder seals. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next segment of the podcast. What's that, John? The part where we talk about predictions. I don't expect this to be a particularly lengthy segment. Kristen already <laughs> spoiled the book for us by <laughs> per, per request of moi. Yeah. But we can still theorize a little bit. Kristen, I don't know what role you should play in this because you probably know, you know you everything that's going to happen. If you just want to step out. Please. I can't respond when you're both done. Sure. Sean, theory. Well, in the next, in the upcoming episodes, they'll obviously, like, 
Well, not obviously, but I'm sure they'll introduce the characters that we barely know after the first episode. Or they'll just kill them off. I don't know. <laughs> that's war. That's a war. Um, I don't know. That's all I got for now. What do you think? Really? Yeah, uh, that's all, all right. I got, um, 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 I think Milo, Milo, Minder, Binder, Minder, Binder, Milo. He's gonna make. He's gonna become the pork chop king of Italy, and he's gonna be making pork chops every week. Every Sunday for Mr. House and Mr. House only. And he's going to become friends with Mr. House. And I think Mr. House, who I'm just going to call him House because he is Hugh Laurie. I think Mr. House is going to be the best character in the show. Just because he's going to be goofy. What's his actual character? Decoverlay. Okay. Uh, He, he's just upset with the food. They're eating like slop. Don't mind that we all just finished Big Brother 21 and we're eating <laughs> fried Terrible. slop balls. Big and Brother 21. Yeah, it was pretty pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, we're not going to get into that, though. This isn't a reality TV <laughs> show podcast. But I think House is going to be a, that goof, that goofy guy that we kind of need just caring more about uh, pork chops than war and throwing horseshoes. And I think Milo, who looks like he's got his Milo. head, Milo, Milo. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the the other way to say it. I guess <laughs> I think he's going to like be an also very uh, fun character. And I hope it's like I hope his role is just being the kitchen guy. Because what I like about war shows sometimes is not always the. It's very rarely the parts where they're at war. I like the parts where they're around the camp, just sort of shooting shit. Yep. And I want a, a cook man who's just <laughs> cooking gold for everybody, and everybody loves him. And I have a question. Yeah. Is Yo-Yo going to stay the main character? Yo-Yo Ma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yes. Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo, they, they invested heavily into Yo-Yo. There's no way he could be the main character. There's six episodes of the show. They have to, if they're going to pick a main character, they're not going to. When did this show come out? Uh, February. This past year. This oh. same year. So there won't be, like, any more at all? No, I don't believe so. It's a miniseries, not a series. So its intention was to be several episodes and end. Which, that will inform the next segment of the podcast, but... Uh, we gotta have a couple more theories. Oh, yeah! Why did, <laughs> why did he lose his clothes? He lost his clothes because he was going swimming at the big lake where they were all swimming at. He was in the dock. And he said, guys, don't move my clothes! And they were like, we're going to prank him so hard. And they took Yo-Yo's clothes. And then Yo-Yo had to walk back to the camp naked. I disagree. <laughs> why? Because why else would he be covered in blood? Uh, because it was blood lake and there were leeches and they were sucking on him. I feel like this is going a little above the I top. I feel like this is going right <laughs> where we need it to be. Leech lake. Yo-Yo. <laughs> blood Naked, naked butt. <laughs> naked we do see a naked butt. We see a lot of naked butt. I he definitely got pair trapped. He got pair, he got Lindsay he got Lohan. He got pair trapped by his twin, Yaya. Maybe, maybe, maybe he like let okay, his clothes out. He let his clothes out, and then like another yo-yo was like, hey, "Take your clothes." Got you. Yeah, hashtag Ghani. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, screw that. He doesn't actually... He, he probably just burns his clothes. 
in, in protest because that's war. Because like the when it first showed him naked and cuts cut screamed. Yes. Um, it sh- did it show him walking out of the plane? Because uh, I thought it, I, the plane. I don't think so. It showed the back of the plane and like the hatch was open as if somebody had just walked down it. I could have. So he, he he got out of the plane. He was like, "I'm done. Take my clothes off." I mean, there's only six episodes. I would say maybe like they went somewhere and he got taken hostage and they like recovered nah, him. <laughs> I don't think so. This isn't Saving Private Ryan. Exactly. This is Yo Yo Ma. I don't know. Chris, and how do we do? I think I, I nailed it. I think it's <laughs> interesting that you said he'll become Milo. What did you say? He'll become like he'll become... famous in Italy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Famous in what? Famous Italy? in Italy. Yeah, he he's does. gonna become the, the, the pork chop king of Italy. He sets up his he sets up M M&M and M Enterprises. Oh, like the candy. M M&M and M just being his initials. Yeah. Um, buying and selling goods on the black market. What? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and he's like very famous throughout Italy. But like not too famous that they know about the black market stuff. I guess. I guess. Damn, Milo! Then he starts selling crack rock. He like gets <laughs> rich. <I'll crack. laughs> he buys. He buys a lot of stuff. He buys like eggs. He buys cotton. Whoa! He buys. Well, I guess you had to like do the black mo- <laughs> the black market. Yeah. Because that's so war. That's, you're right. Yep. He just wants did, to get money. I'm glad I nailed that one. Sean Sean didn't get any of this. <laughs> I did not get anything. He didn't get captured. Yo-Yo didn't get captured. No. Well, he got arrested once. Whoa! For public nudity? Public nudity? <laughs> no. I forget. For right. sleeping with for the, leaving. Sleeping like with the general. Leaving oh. the, for leaving the squad. Oh, dude, that's a thing that is underreported. Like, treason much? Like, can't you, like, get... Can't you get, like, arrested just for saying, I don't want to do this? Like, I guess. Isn't that a thing? I don't know. No, I guess it would be draft dodging, and he's already enlisted, so. That was what was interesting. He didn't He didn't get drafted. He, he joined. Well, he joined. He figured and, that and he Kristen, would. Yeah. Right. Kristen right. said he was going to be in there no matter what. Yeah. So. Mm. Poor Yo-Yo. Most of the book is in the hospital anyway, so. Like faking to be sick. Good, because <laughs> then we get to see our doctor. So, yeah. Uh, just like a yo-yo, he goes up and down, but never leaves the rope. He's stuck, tied to... The last episode, he'll leave. The throngs of war. Good, he gets out. That's when yeah, the yo-yo breaks. That's when the yo-yo breaks. <laughs> yes. That's when they cut the rope, just like in Safe Harbor, and the yo-yo rolls away. Stop. Walk in the dog. <laughs> I've had enough of this segment of the podcast. Are you ready to move on to the final segment? Yes, sir. Okay, here we are. Sean, please, if you would, introduce our final segment of the podcast. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. Next thing. Smegment. <laughs> next next smegment. Smegment. <laughs> next segment of the podcast, we are gonna decide whether this show is ready for takeoff. Meaning, John. Meaning that <laughs> it's gonna do the thing and tell the story. Or crash landing, meaning it's not gonna do the thing and it's not gonna tell the whole story. It's gonna get cancelled. Can I go first? <laughs> yes. Actually, no, Kristen, you can go first. Well, 
If we know that it's only a mini series, six or sh- episodes. Should we do hypothetically if it was to go on? Sure, sure. Do you think that? Mm. Do you think that if they stretched it outside of the book, that this is a purely hypothetical? If they stretch it outside of the book, do you think that it ha- it would have a long standing plot or like no. enough extra plot? Well, if they wanted to like create plot for every character. That would be that would be a very long show. <laughs> no. Approximately. Nice. Into the water. Yeah. Into Rome. Well, why just, why do you why do you think that? Well, I think this is better to be short. Yeah. Like I am glad that it's only 6 episodes. You're glad that it's not taking the handmaid's handmaid yes. approach. <laughs> the whole time, I really wish this could have been like a short story and been just as effective as like a 500 page book. Uh huh. It did not need to be this long. Would you finish the six episodes? Uh, or the, the rest of the five? Maybe. That means no. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> probably won't do it. Hey, that's that's okay. It's okay. I liked. I like the idea of the story. I like the Catch-22 thing. Yeah. There's some good, like, there's some good war stories that are kind of like this where it's a lot about just the, sort of the stuff that the soldiers are dealing with that go mm. outside of war. Like, right. like what's that, that book that we really like? City of Thieves? Oh, yeah. That book kicks Super but good. Uh, david benioff the guy one of the writers that's of, like a plot right but he one of the writers of, of game of thrones uh right. he he wrote this book about that takes place in russia during world war ii mm-hmm. and normally i'm like i'm not into war stuff but it's that not book really about war but like, war, it's war jason it's war jason yeah. and that and and i think that happens in the show too i think there's obviously the scenes where they're dropping bombs mm-hmm. but like it I don't tells think that's. Story. I don't think that's like the most important part of the show. But if the most important thing is he's trying to get out of doing that, I guess it. I guess it is. Yeah. Then. But he's got other th- reasons, other motivations that sort of he has to to deal with. I guess in a way, I'm just moving my arms around to try to convey this point. But uh, I don't really know where I'm getting at. Yeah, I guess the. I guess the war is the most important part of that. Whereas in City know. of Thieves, it's not. Like, it doesn't have to be. I honestly was, like, I was totally expecting this show to not be anything like the book. Uh-huh. Like, I think you could take this concept of a Catch-22 and, and put it, it in any scenario. Uh-huh. Right. And it would be just as, I mean, you could make it just as good. Yeah. Right. Like, it doesn't have to, maybe it has to be war. I don't know. I don't think it does. <sighs> well, you know those words. Know. That's war. Sean? So like, there there could be like two, there could be two different ways to go. Like some people might like this and say that, crash not crash landing. What the hell am I saying? Uh, what's it? Crash landing or clear for takeoff? Clear for takeoff. Some people would say that this is clear for takeoff, but then some people might say crash landing. It just like for me though. Like I said, that just dragged on and it felt like a movie. It wasn't because I didn't like it. I just, it just felt like it took forever. For me, it's crash landing. I don't think I can make it through one season of this. I'm not, 
particularly planning on watching anymore. Well, folks, I will counter you both. I believe this show's different to off. Um, I think the the production value is very high. Um, pretty underreported, uh, not heavily advertised, but they did get George Clooney in it. <laughs> Hugh Laurie. And Hugh Laurie. If you can get, if you, if they have that clout and they wanted to do, whoever produced the show wanted to do more, they probably got the bucks. They probably got those buku bucks. Yeah. And I also think that I could see it being a scenario where they like did a season. That's based off the book. That's based off the book. And then just one more season about like the. The rest the of the loose ends. Happened. Let's tie. Let's tie some of the loose ends. I could see that being good. Let's flesh out some other characters yes. that you may have liked but didn't feel like you got enough of mm-hmm. in the story that we really liked as producers of yeah. the show. And I think that would pay. Per- I don't think this is a type of show because probably because it's a war theme that would need to go super long. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I if I can't really yeah. think of like a show other than like a mash. Well, a lot of like older 60s, 70s, and even 50s TV was focused heavily around war. But like recently, is there like a big time war TV show? Not really. Yeah. There is, I think there's a show called like Seal Team on uh, CBS. Yeah, it's got what's his face? It's after Big Brother, I think. It's got Booth from Bones, I think. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's a thing. I don't even know anything about it. There's like Jag. Like NCIS, but that, that's like just like crime stuff rather than right. rather than war and stories about what goes on. Right, it's war adjacent. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's one. Like I don't think there would they would come out with a TV show that's just like we're in World War Two, but they did this because it was a book. Yeah, and I think that the way they did it, where I still I still feel like. The majority of the scenes weren't taking place in the airplane. They were taking place on the ground. I think that lends itself to what could be a really good second or third season where they're just doing... Then they can't... Then they have to not go off the book from the beginning. Like, if you do the whole first season, that's the book. Then it's over at the end. Well, but that's what they're saying. You can just open the door back up unless like everyone died the end well no not everyone but he (laughs) left like that's the end of the book as he goes home yeah you you can get into him dealing with it you can get into him reconnecting with the other characters that lived you can you know talk about some stuff about the other aspect the other parts of the war that i haven't finished yet and get his reactions you know kids react people like that (laughs) people are people are into that they get the clicks on uh, the wa- sorry, sorry. Uh, can you, uh, Andrew or Angelo? Can you bleep out the word the word and bleep it out again? <laughs> I just said it because we're not allowed to talk about them because they're banned. Uh, I I I just feel like they could do it. Obviously, this is a hypothetical, and technically, it is clear for takeoff because you know it didn't get canceled. But right. you're not going to cancel a miniseries. The point of a miniseries is you produce it, start to finish, right. as if it's like a movie. I think it's smart that they did that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree that this is how they should have done it. Yeah. And not do it like a Handmaid's Tale. Right. 
Because with Handmaid's Tale, there's like all sorts of other intrigue that like Margaret right, Atwood couldn't have fit in the book. Yeah. Handmaid's Tale is a smaller book too. This and is a big, thick boy. Just because I said a uh, crash landing, it doesn't mean like I didn't like it. Because like, I liked it. Right. I liked the story and all that. It just... I don't know. It and the just, list of dislikes wasn't long. Yeah. I didn't... Right. I don't think I had any dislikes. I just... I don't know. I can't see myself watching anymore. I did like it, though. Good stuff, folks. Good stuff. <laughs> ready to, uh... Ready to close out? I'm ready to hear your shower thought. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? No. No? no? You'll see. <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll all see. <laughs> Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of The Pilot's Guide. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Gracias. Yes, yes. I'm so excited for all the future episodes with Kristen. I think she's going to be all over the map. Mm-hmm. We've got a little bit of a laundry list of books to read. Mm-hmm. She's going to add. Just let me know. Yes, I will. Sean? We need a bigger studio. We need a bigger studio. We need those egg cart walls, baby. We need that money. Get that pod money. That ad revenue. Yeah, yeah. Push that ad revenue. Uh, uh, Audible.com. You can get a free copy of Catch-22 if you sign up with Pilot's Guide at checkout. Uh, Yeah, we're we're doing doing fun stuff. Episode 26 is in the books. That's a book pun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a lot of fun along the way. I'm happy that we could get three people in here. It's fun. But yes, we do need a bigger studio. If we will do this again. It was literally the perfect size before this big-ass thing came in here. This wasn't here two weeks big ago. Big-ass thing. He's referring to yeah, it, it. This was in my parents' room. And a normal-sized uh. bed was in here. And they wanted the bed that was in here. So we literally had this. This was their big-ass bed. It's a disaster. It's pretty big, man. As always, I would like to thank Angelo and Andrew, our producers, for putting together the show for us. My sister Emily for doing our artwork. Uh, if you would like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter at Pilot's Guide Pod. Send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. We're available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Any fun little pod apps you use. Kristen and I are Podcast Republic people. We love Podcast Republic. It's the best podcast app in the world and i would love to promote them if that was a thing i don't know if it is you could be on the featured i could be on the featured i would love that um we are heading into spooky season spooky season the jack-o'-lanterns are lit son not quite yet they're it's lit. Be 90 degrees on wednesday the ghosts are out and going boo the skeletons are going shik, shik, shik. Okay. And with that, we are going to do the first of our horror series. Uh, We've mentioned this several times throughout the podcast, as in this is what we were going to do for Spooky Season. Sabrina the Teenage Witch Show that came out on Netflix, the original. Uh, (laughs) The original? Sorry, the Netflix original, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, I hear it's really gritty, really bloody, really satanic, which is kind of freaky. Wasn't that a kid show? <laughs> it was. It was a, uh, yeah, you know, young adults. Uh, no, I mean like... Melissa Joan Hart. Is right. that her name? Melissa Joan yeah, Hart. Is yeah, that the yeah. one with the cat? Yeah, with uh, Salem. He's the best boy. Salem's, <laughs> Salem's the goat. But this is not 
That's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I was going to say, that sounds like hardcore. This is hardcore. Right. We're going to get into it. We're going to get spooked. Is there a cat in this one? I hope so. There better be. Oh. But I, I, I think this is going to be a fun starter. Uh, it's been around for a while. I believe it came out like last November, maybe. Like a year or so. It, yeah, it came out pretty recently. So yeah, we'll get into that. And then we'll have more. Three more spooky shows all over the month of October. Care for a shower thought? I do. What are you thinking in the shower? So today we talked a lot about war. Oh no. So war's on the brain. And I want to think about robot war. Robot war? You ever seen BattleBots? Battle? No. BattleBots? You ever heard of BattleBots? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. It's like when they make they, these crazy oh. people make robots with hammers and saws yes. and fight against oh, yeah. each other. <laughs> That's hardcore. I think we could go a long way, a long way, if as a human race, we just did battle bots against each other. Like, well, Russia points at us and says, I'm not really a big fan of you. And we point at Russia and we say, not really a big fan of you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But who do you think can build the better robot, Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump? This is the and what point. happens when what happens when Putin wins? This is the point. This is the point. I don't want. I don't point. like this point. It's not. No, it's not gonna. No, I think. I think if if our governments, our world governments, that were like really upset with each other, just took out their aggressions by making tiny robots that fought in a little stadium. And, and then they were just here. like, man, I feel so much better now. And then they just shook each other's hands. I didn't know they're going to be tiny. Someone's going to come in with like a huge one. <laughs> well, <laughs> the that's the, the point. <laughs> There's rules and regulations okay. that you have to follow. Well, I guess or else. Where they don't agree on the rules and regulations. Yeah. That's when the <laughs> drones. <laughs> <laughs> the drones come in? <laughs> no, I, you just got to follow the rules. Like, war would be... I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say what I think I'm going to say. I think we should just abolish war. Make oh really? Peace, make peace, not war. Make robots. Make, make battle robots. Bots. Battle bots, <laughs> not war. And high five after you're done. Show sportsmanship. We can just do the Olympics, but with robots. And then we'd all be chill. We'd all be chill. If the Olympics had robot battles, we'd all be chill, and there would not need to be any more war. Even though war's over, war, everybody's just hacking each other now. War's done, folks. There's still war. There's still war, <laughs> and there will war. always be war, but... Let's just get those robots going. Let's <laughs> just get those badass robots going. That's it. Do it. Sean, land this plane. Where are we going? Where are we going? We haven't discussed Kristen, the... actually, you land the plane. Land the plane. Take the, oh. take the helm. I don't usually <laughs> listen. Oh, she's revealed that she's not a true fan. Honestly, I wouldn't either. Sean hasn't listened to an episode of the pod, and I've already said that before. Kristen, please land the plane, would you? Okay, I want to go to... My favorite place to go was Belgium. I don't know what the airport is there. There's good chocolate. Flying over Belgium? Let's just land in a field in Belgium. Let's land in the field of Belgium and I'll sing. 
I don't know why, but I picture like just a field of flowers. Yes. Uh, field of flowers, a nice sunflower <laughs> field in Belgium. We're all twisting and turning all over. Our arms are spread wide. And we have touched down in this random field in Belgium. You gotta find your own way home, folks. What food do they eat in Belgium? Chocolate. Nutella. Nutella. They're not grabbing their tiny tequilas, they're grabbing what? Please grab your tiny Hefeweizens. <laughs> and little baby chocolates. Yeah. Not to be confused with little baby ice cream. Chocolate. Chocolate baby. Chocolate in the shape of little babies. Please grab your little baby chocolate on the way out. And your Hefeweizen. And with that, folks, Sean. Sean. What may they do? I'm drawing a blank. Why am I drawing a blank, John? You may free. Feel free to roam about the cabin. cabin. (laughs) We love you. Thanks again, Kristen, for joining us today. Good stuff. Another pod in the books. Folks, we'll see you next week for spooky season. Get ready to get spooked. Your bones are going to be shaken. And with that, I leave you. Bye-bye. Whisper into the mics. <laughs> ASMR.